0: Well, one of the first things that i tell people when they say well it's expensive you know eating organic or whatever is, is too expensive and i'll look at them and all and i'll first ask them you know is going to the doctor cheap
1: Today's episode of the Rebel Health Coach. I am joined by guest Tara Gesling, author of the number one best-selling book, The 180 Degree Wellness Revolution. Today we'll talk auto mechanics, disease, and why are people so sick. I am here today with Tara Gesling, author of the number one best-selling, number one top-rated book, The 180 Degree Wellness Revolution. Simple Steps to Prevent and Reverse Illness. Tara's book has been on three of Amazon's top 100 list every day since it was published in October of 2014. That's amazing. So Tara, why don't you introduce yourself, tell me who you are, a brief description of yourself and your book, and and we'll take it from there.
0: Okay. Hi, Tom. Thanks for having me on.
1: Oh man, you're welcome.
0: (laughs) I appreciate it. Basically, I'm a health coach. I'm a A functional health practitioner. I'm certified in FDN. I'm a graduate of the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. I'm a master gardener in permaculture, and I'm also a mom and a patient. Um, I was a very patient patient when I was very ill. (laughs) So uh, I've kind of worn a bunch of different hats through this whole journey. And the book, you know, the reason I wrote the book is because I was very, very ill. A number of years ago when I was in my late 20s. And it was such a difficult journey. I didn't have information available to me to help me get better. And so I really, really had to figure a lot of things out. And this was before the internet, before all the, you know, today we have a lot of information, but I almost think it's information overwhelmed sometimes. But I had to go back and do a lot of research. And I found research that was. Came from back in the 30s, you know, 20s and 30s, 1920s and 1930s on gut health and things like that. And because it took me so long and it was such a big journey, a difficult, challenging, I guess you could call it. not not Well, it was difficult, too. But anyways, it was very challenging. I wrote the book and the 180-degree wellness revolution, it kind of introduces you to me and so that you understand where I'm coming from. And then I go through and I actually give the resources and a lot of the information that I found. And I show you where to find it so that you can do some research yourself and understand what's going on. And I really explain a lot of the things that I didn't understand. And and the key is, is I'm not speaking in doctor language or, you know, that type of thing. I'm talking, you know, so that they can understand it just like I needed to understand it so many years ago. And so it's kind of the book that I wish that I'd had back when I was going through all of this. And that was over 25 years ago.
1: Wow, that's amazing. I just—I read the book and it was it was actually my summer reading and it was good. I enjoyed it. And I enjoy your story of the health and wellness and, and getting back on your feet again. Why don't you tell us a little bit about actually what happened and how it started. And I really, and then we have some things about, we have a lot in common about dis-ease, and uh, you know the gut so why don't you start and tell us where, what what brought you to through to the level of you wanted to become a health coach and help help other people?
2: okay
0: after I started getting ill, I actually had had some things happen and didn't realize that it meant that I was getting a little bit ill it was simple things that we all hear about all the time oh your cholesterol's high or your blood pressure's you know high or all these little things and here i was in my early 20s and i was having high blood pressure and high cholesterol it was really high and but my doctor would say you know oh it's no big deal you're young you know keep doing what you're doing don't worry about it and of course you know i didn't want to worry about it so i didn't and then a few years later i you know had had a, I started getting the flu shot and I started, and I had a couple other things going on and, and I had some dental work done. At that time, I had no idea that there was anything like mercury poisoning or heavy metal poisoning, toxicities, those kind of things. I had, had absolutely no clue about any of it. Well, after those, after I'd had those kind of things done, a lot of dental work with amalgams, which is the silver fillings, you know, that. I don't, right. you know, some doctors, a lot of doctors still do them to this day, but anyways, I had all that work done and I, I was getting the flu shots and all of a sudden I started getting to where I was getting sick more often. And I was a person who never missed a day of work, never missed school, you know, none of those things. And so here I was starting to miss schools or not schools, starting to miss work. And it was very odd because I just normally was not sick. And then I had an accident. And the accident, I tore ligaments and tendons in my leg. And long story short, months and months went on and it did not heal. It just got worse and worse. Ended up developing into a neuromuscular disease and an autoimmune disease. And it all went downhill after that. Wow. Yeah. So I talk a little bit about that in the book. And what's crazy is that within two years of that, I was in a wheelchair. And I never, ever, ever would have imagined, you know, that that would be me, you know, that I would be in a wheelchair and I was this athlete, you know, I was somebody who rode horses and, you know, did endurance riding and things like that. I was in really good shape Uh, previous to all of this. I was exactly so it was just I don't I don't even know the word to describe it. I, I just never, ever would have thought that that could have happened to me. So I. I guess, um, you know, as I went through that, I thought that the doctors were going to be able to help me. So when they said, here, take this medication, that medication, and they were giving me diagnosis after diagnosis, I did what they said. You know, I kept taking the pills and I did everything that they said. I was like a really good patient. (laughs) So, (laughs) followed doctor's orders, you know, to the T. And I just kept getting worse and worse, and worse. And I almost died. And I had a near-death experience where my heart stopped. And after that near-death experience, when I came back, I realized I had been being poisoned and I had to stop poisoning my body. So then I had to kind of realize what steps I needed to take, you know, to stop poisoning my body. And course, the first one I knew was, you know, I've got to get off of all these medications. And at that point, I was on average, probably 12, 13, maybe 14 different medications in any given day. That was not including supplements. <laughs> so, you know, and and again, I never thought about the fact that they have no clue about all the interactions of all these medications that they had me on.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that was something in your book that, I you know, and I agree because doctors today, they just write prescriptions and we take them. Yeah. And, you know, and the healthcare system we have today is not even close to what it should be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, I for one think doctors all should go through some type of functional medicine training.
0: I agree. Totally agree. They unfortunately have not been trained in this type of thing. And it's a difficult position, I'm sure, to be in, you know, for them. Um, Because they've been trained to use pharmaceuticals. And, you know, if you look at the definition of what a cure is, basically it's tied to a pharmaceutical today. And, you know, that's not accurate. And, And most doctors, I don't, you know, I've talked to a lot of doctors and I have a lot of friends who are doctors. And most of them did not even know that. The pharmaceuticals have not been, you know, all these pharmaceuticals had not been tested together. Like example of, you know, the 10, 12, whatever I was taking during a given time, those all of those had never been tested together to make sure that there was not going to be any kind of a, you know, negative um, reaction, you know, whether it's short term or long term, because a lot of times the reactions, you know, they're always looking for the immediate reaction, but the damage that all these things did to my liver and my other detox organs, vital organs in the body, you know, they never um, did research on that. And
1: we're talking like heavy duty medications, not just over the counter.
0: Exactly.
1: You know, you well, you know, as well as I do is when we get into even just an over the counter anti-acid, how much that destroys yourself, destroys your gut. Right. You know, the gut is our second brain and we're destroying it with medications and Proton pump inhibitors and
0: Mm -hmm.
1: over the or medications for antidepressants,
0: and it's because you know unfortunately this research that I found you know from the 20s and 30s, well basically it was I guess it was kind of like you know shoved aside Um, and it wasn't taught in in the medical schools, so they have no clue, and now it's finally coming back. You know it's it's finally making a comeback. I guess you could say. And the information is becoming important again. And I think that uh, the gut project that's going on at but MIT has probably been a big player in that. So now, you, you know, you're hearing more about gut rebuilding and the importance of the gut microbiome. Um, but it's really, you know, still kind of in its infancy. And there's not a lot of people that understand all of it. But I had right. to. I had to. And I had to learn it, you know.
1: To, t- to help yourself get cured.
0: Exactly.
1: I like the part where you said that we, you went to your doctor and said, I'd like to, I want to get off of these drugs Yeah, and I want you to help me.
0: <laughs> yeah. And he looked like, he looked at me like, you want to do what? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, that's his toolbox.
1: It's triage. Yeah. It's triage. Even an aspirin is triage. Mm-hmm. And, and you said in your book, we were talking, you talked about, not sure where it was, about Things inside of your body warn you about these things before it happens. Right. And it's a headache is a gift. Right. Uh, Acid reflux is a gift telling you something's wrong.
0: Exactly. It's a signal. It's a signal.
1: And I know people are going to go, all right, he's going to talk about poop. But (laughs) even your poop tells you something's wrong in your system.
0: Yes, it does. Yes, it does, and you know, and I talk about this in the book too. It's amazing how you know when you go to the the veterinarian with your dog or you know your animals, the first thing they do is they get a specimen of the stool. Exactly. Yet, people they they're like they don't even think twice about that with themselves.
1: No, and your dog, <laughs> your little poop, and turn around and smell it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We'll even look at it and go through it if we right. need to, right?
1: <laughs> well, because he's looking, they're looking to see if it's okay.
0: Exactly.
1: And I mean, we don't do that. We just wipe and, excuse my pun, but this is the Rebel Health Coach podcast. And <laughs> we just wipe and flush. Right. So, but it is, that stuff is telling you something. So and much. Th- yeah. And this brings me to a part that I was really intrigued about. About your background in auto mechanics, right? <laughs> I just love the analogy of the auto and, and the human body. Could you go into that for us, please?
0: Sure, sure. It's um, you know one of the examples that I use a lot with people is if you took your car, say your check engine light was on or your oil light was on, something was on like that, and you have to take it into this to the mechanic, and you say you know, check this and find out what's going on and fix it. And so he comes back to you or she comes back to you and they say, well, you know what? You know, there is a problem and I'm going to give you this pill and you're going to have to take this pill and you're going to have to open it up and pour it into your oil every day. And that will then thin the viscosity of the oil. And if you thin the viscosity of the oil, now your oil pump won't blow up. And as long as you do that every day, your car will be fine. You know, if they were to tell you that, what would you say to them?
1: I'd be like, you're crazy.
0: Yeah, you'd go get another mechanic, wouldn't you? Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, okay, so how much are these pills going to cost me every month? You know, 50, 60 bucks. You know, are you really going to do that if it was your car? No, no. You would go to another mechanic and you would say, Find out what is at the root of this. What is causing this problem, and let's fix it. But yet we yeah, don't exactly. do that.
1: You know? No, we don't, and we don't even question the doctors today.
0: I know. I do. People but <laughs> just
1: well, I do too.
0: I didn't used to. <laughs>
1: no, I didn't either. Yeah. But now it's like no, I'm not, I'm not taking that. Right. You know, and that brings us next to disease. Mm-hmm. You and I, you have a functional medicine background through FDN and. It's a very good institution. Mm -hmm. And I'm just on the cusp of learning of functional medicine. And one of the things we talk about is disease begins in the gut. Yes. And what we put in our bodies from the time we chew it to the time it comes out is imperative to our health. Right. Enteric nervous system is our second brain. It controls our body.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So tell me a little bit about your dis-ease. You know, I, I, one of the quotes I loved is it's about learning about what we've been doing that doesn't feed and nourish our soul. It's about being really honest within and to allow and promote healing throughout. Perfect. I love that.
2: Thank
0: you. Thank you. So
1: Tell me about your concept of dis and what people should be doing and what the book A little bit deep dive into the book for me for a minute.
0: Okay. All right. Well, first um, on disease, when we say that, we're saying dis-ease, as if it's two words. And I explain that in the book. Basically, we're looking at, people say the word disease, and they never think about what that might mean. And it's, you know, when we're healthy, we live in ease, E-A-S-E. And when we're not healthy, then we're living in dis-ease. And so if you go back to, you know, when I was first diagnosed with all these different things, you know, just to give you an idea of some of the things I was diagnosed with, okay, reflex sympathetic dystrophy, and I was late stage, and that is a horrible, horrible neuromuscular disease that affects the autonomic nerve system, too. So it's um, a neurological and a neuromuscular disease combined. Wow. And. It's probably one of the worst ones out there, <laughs> literally, uh, and you're not given any help at all. And then, you know, I was also diagnosed with chronic pain syndrome, fibromyalgia, hypothyroid, autoimmune hypothyroid, Hashimotos, uh, which Hashimoto's, excuse me, which is um, not supposed to be reversible. It's an autoimmune disease also. I was also diagnosed with autoimmune rheumatoid arthritis. With food sensitivities, um, adrenal dysfunction. I was actually stage three chronic fatigue, allergy, food sensitivities. You know, got kidney stones, blood pressure issues, blood sugar issues, IBS. Let me see what else was there.
1: Wow, that's a list.
0: Yeah, liver disease, gallbladder disease, kidney problems, kidney stones, and other kidney issues. It was horrible.
1: Yeah, you know, I can imagine.
0: You know, so and, and and I wasn't supposed, you know, I was not supposed to get better. So when you think about all of those things, number one, I took ownership in it. And if you listen to what people say, and we're kind of trained to do this through the medical system, is a lot of people walk around and they'll be like, Well, my whatever the disease is. Okay. Um, if they have a stuffy nose. They'll say my stuffy nose. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, same thing with everything else. And, and it's because we we look at it as a part of us. Well, one of the things that I realized was that number one, all of these diagnoses that I just listed out, they were not me. You know, they were. Right. That was a a compilation of symptoms that were all given these diagnosis names, and that's all they are. And wow. I had to get past that because here I was thinking, oh, my gosh, I have this and this and this. And I was letting that define me. And so if I was to walk around saying, well, I'm this and I'm that, you know, how am I ever going to let go of it? How am I ever going to reverse it? Exactly. You can't. Because you can't. Yeah, you got ownership in it. So you've got to realize right. that that's not you. That disease or, or a bunch of diseases, that whole list, that is not me.
1: Yeah, there's a quote here. It says, "One of the hardest and most vital lessons I learned involved not giving my power over to a doctor or anyone else."
0: Right, that's right. And I was so blessed when I had that near-death experience. It changed everything for me, and that was when I came to realize all these things. And yeah. you know, it, it, was, it was the biggest blessing ever for me. And so. It took me a long time, though, to actually be able to incorporate all these things in my life. And that's why I always say one step at a time, because it's not an overnight thing. You know, even when you start realizing and understanding some of these things, actually doing them is a whole nother ballgame because we've got these habits, you know, these habits that are ingrained in us from childhood. And so it's it's a one step at a time kind of thing. And, you know, first I had to realize those things because subconsciously, if we don't realize that, then we're going to basically um, sabotage ourselves along the way, no matter how hard we try.
1: Wow. Yeah, you're right.
0: So, you know, it was really important that I learned that I understood that. And I started bringing that into my life on a daily basis, you know, in any little way I could. And as you do these things regularly, you know, even these thoughts, just knowing these thoughts and understanding these thoughts and just Thinking about that every day, you know, that's a big action. And a lot of people don't realize how big of an action that simple thing can be. And then I was able to move to the next step, you know, which was, okay, now, you know, I need to get these medications out of my life. I need to get, you know, I need to start looking at the food that I'm eating. I need to start looking at what's in the food that I'm eating. Where where are the toxins in my life? Where are these burdens you know, that are weighing down this this body and preventing me from being able to enjoy my life. Exactly. Yeah. So it was a matter of, okay. so now I need to remove the burdens, you know, and again, step by step, because it wasn't something that I could just, you know, do in a weekend.
1: (laughs) And now a word from our sponsor. We'll be back in a minute.
2: We all know that eating healthy is a part of becoming a better person. But if you're finding the organic and non-toxic products too expensive or hard to find, then thrivemarket.com, the healthy online shopping club, is your solution. Like the Costco meets Whole Foods for everything healthy online, you'll get the best organic and non-GMO brands up to 50% off retail prices shipped nationally to your door for free within two to three days. When you become a member, ThriveMarket.com will donate a free membership to a low-income family, teacher, or veteran so we can all thrive together. You never have to pay full price for healthy food again. Go to thrivemarket.com slash the rebel health coach to get your free jar of coconut oil and 15% off your first order. This offer is valued at $18 and available for our listeners only on this special link. So here it is again, thrivemarket.com slash the rebel health coach.
1: So let's get into the food part now. Okay. You're a big proponent of organic food. Yes, and one of the biggest complaints of people is organic food is expensive,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and which is kind of starting to change now. I think we're starting to see we're starting to see a little drop in pricing on organic food because it's so demanded now. Right. But there's tell us about this community support agriculture.
0: Okay. Well, one of the first things that I tell people when they say, "Well, it's expensive," you know, eating organic or whatever is is too expensive. And I'll look at them and I'll I'll first ask them, you know, is going to the doctor cheap? I love that. (laughs) Because I know for me it wasn't.
1: (laughs) No, stop the bus. I I love that part.
0: Yeah. So I, you know, that's the first question I ask them. And they kind of, it makes them think about it. And just like I had to think about it, you know, because I was there too. I was in that place. And I was that person, you know, I was that person. I used to sit there and say the same thing. Oh, it's too expensive for me to do this. It's too, I can't do that because, you know, and I would come up with whatever reason. And what I figured out was that, okay, it's too expensive to not do it. So I might be paying a little more right now to the farmer, but I'm paying a whole lot less to the doctor doctor. or the hospital. And I sure can. I get a hallelujah on that one. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, and I feel a lot better too. You know, so I'm enjoying my life. And how much value is that? You know, how much value it, is that?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you're happier. You're not. You know, you're reversed everything you had. You know, it's it's just so true that I saw something the other day about eating healthy. It was about if it's a if a food has a commercial, don't eat it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Or if it has a label, yeah. <laughs> the, you know, there's some things that that we can eat that have labels, and, right? And I always tell people it's not about it's not about depriving ourselves per se, because I hear people counting calories all the time. I hear people depriving themselves of things, and you know, Tom, I don't deprive myself at all. I eat great food. I do not count calories. I love food. And I have desserts and, you know, I just totally enjoy food. But what I do is I count chemicals, you know, instead of counting calories. And this is what I teach. Stop counting calories and start counting chemicals.
1: Yeah, write that down.
0: (laughs) If you do that, you'll be amazed at what happens because the food, most of the food that people eat, the typical American diet, has got so many chemicals in it. And your body stores these chemicals in the fat cells. It does that to protect the vital organs. And so that's where removing that burden is so important. I was I was like 70 pounds overweight hmm. for a few years. And when I started counting chemicals and not calories, and believe me, I had done all kinds of diets and did the yo-yo thing, you know, up and down, up and down. And when-
1: Yeah, I've got a t-shirt for that too. <laughs>
0: and when I finally realized you know what I have to get this toxic burden out of my body and I have to do it slowly and carefully because you don't want to release too much too quickly but as I released that and as I started doing these things, the weight came off without any effort and it wow. stayed off you know and the blood sugar balanced everything started balancing and so and it, you know it just it's amazing at what that can do for you you know food it provides the fuel. And the building blocks for every action that our bodies performed, like 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, we're in a constant state of multitasking. Our body is breaking down proteins, converting fat to energy, transporting glucose, building hormones, sending neurochemical messages. um, What else? Manufacturing vitamins for our cells filtering toxins, balancing fluids, bringing in oxygen, excreting carbon dioxide, battling invaders. I mean, think about all the things, you know, that all these tasks that are being performed and that we're not really aware of, you know, the whole time this is going on, our bodies are working so hard and we're really unaware of all of that. And we're not really actively participating and, you know, beyond the act of putting food into our mouth and chewing it. So Mm -hmm. if you think about that. You know, that that old saying of you are what you eat really does come home to roost these days. You know, 60, yeah. 70 years ago, they didn't have to worry about this stuff. You know, you know, chemicals and stuff were just, I guess, coming on the market at that point. And today it's very different. Food is very different today.
1: I find, find a quote you had in here about uh, the food in our in our society today. I can't find it off the top of my head. Mm hmm put stuff in our foods just to make it taste right.
0: yeah they do it to trick the brain because there's not you know in order for something to really taste good it has to be grown in nutrient-rich soil that has the soil microbiome in place because what's happening is the plants are feeding the microbiota okay which is all the little critters that are in the ground and those Guys are bringing the food to the plant. They're, bring, they're bringing the plants the nutrients that they need. And when that mm. plant can grow that way and it gets all the nutrients it needs, it's a really healthy plant and it tastes absolutely delicious. A lot of the food being produced today is being chemically produced in the farm, You know, on the big mega farms. They're spraying chemicals constantly. And when you do that, you kill all of these in, in this, this whole microbiome in the soil. Basically, it's dead. So there's nothing bringing the nutrients to the plants. And I'm trying to keep this really simple. Right. Um, so there's nothing bringing any of the nutrients to the plants. And the plants are being fed with synthetics and synthetic uh, chemicals. And these have no taste. Okay. And then because of that, they're having to spray them to keep the insects off of them. They're having to spray them to to keep disease out, of, you know, if that even works, which I don't think it does. But, <laughs> you know, so basically you're growing this plant that doesn't have any of the value that that same plant may have had 70 or 80 years ago and we hear about you know people saying oh well the soils are depleted this and that there's no minerals left i don't really agree with that i think that they've killed you know the feeding system basically they they've kind of nuked it <laughs> and, Exactly. you know and everything's just kind of bound up the nutrients are just bound up in the soil and they're not able to be released so when you restore that system and you bring back that soil microbiome, you know which is what I do, I teach it all the time. Now you can grow food that actually is healthy, that resists insects and resists disease. And you don't have to spray insecticides or pesticides or any of that kind of stuff. These plants will grow, they'll grow healthy. And when you harvest them and you eat them, they taste really good. So... What these big industries are doing is they have to put something in these foods, what they're calling food, they have to put something in there to give it taste because otherwise people won't eat it. So they're using more synthetic chemicals. And people don't realize that, you know, our bodies are not meant to be taking in all these chemicals. And some of these chemicals also will make you crave that food. And These companies have done research on that. And so they have purposely, you know, they're doing that. So, you know, and the research is out there. All you got to do is look for
1: it. That brings me to, uh, let's go back to the CSA. Okay. Because this is something new to me also. I just learned about this. So explain to us CSA and where to find your local CSA farm.
0: Okay. A CSA stands for Consumer Supported Agriculture. And there are a lot of CSAs now. So you can look online and you can just Google consumers, you know, CSA or consumer supported agriculture. There's a bunch of websites now that actually list them for the different cities. Um, And even, you know, like your farmers markets, that's a great place to find them. Uh, What they do is the reason it's called a CSA is because you sign up at the beginning of the season and you say, okay, I'm going to pay this much, you know, the farmer will have a, a price set how much you will pay at the beginning of the season. So it's kind of like you put a down payment on your future food and then the farmer can base how much he needs to grow based on how many people you know are in his CSA or her CSA. And so you put your down payment on there and then you're going to pay monthly payments. And through the whole season, you get food every week from this farmer. And it's an Awesome system. It it helps the farmer because the farmer always has a lot of upfront costs. And so this helps the farmer with that upfront cost. And it supports the farmer who is going to then support you. And yeah. it's the best way to get, you know, some of your best food today, because a lot of these farmers in my area, I've worked with many of them <laughs> and taught them how to bring back this soil microbiota that I was talking about. And so they're a lot of the CSAs, you know, they're doing what is called biological growing and that when you see somebody that says or advertises that they're growing biologically um you know organically or beyond organic using biological you know no pesticides that type of thing that's the food you want to get
1: yeah that's amazing Mm
0: -hmm. you can also go to the farmer's market and not have to be in a csa
1: right but like now here in atlanta or in parts of atlanta i should say there's a couple good farmers markets here Mm -hmm. quite a few but some of these farmer mark- markets are only during the summer, and I talked to one person from a CSA here in, in Old Milton mm-hmm. or the Milton area where I live. I you uh, buy like a twelve week share for four hundred dollars, so you get twelve weeks of organic crops. Once a week, you go pick up your crop.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know that's a lot to me. That's a lot easier than scheduling time to go to the farmers market on thir- on Saturday morning. So right. You know, we also have the DeKalb Farmers Market, which is huge. And we have the Buford Highway Farmers Market, which is huge. Mm-hmm. And those are open all the time.
0: That's great. But,
1: yeah. But let's go to, I want to touch base on maximize, minimize, and prioritize. And also where people can find your book and where they can find you online. So let's start with maximize, minimize, and prioritize.
0: <laughs> well, basically, those are the things that I... I- try to teach people as far as to make well I guess to, to lessen overwhelm and make your journey easier and maximize you know you're going to maximize your efforts you're going to maximize your time you're going to utilize coaching utilize mentoring utilize things that will help you because you know for me the the whole thing took I mean I'm still learning and you know for me it's still a maintenance thing and I still, the journey is never over, you know, until until we leave here. (laughs) And so maximizing what you do, your efforts, that type of thing, you know, it's really all about streamlining. It's about learning, understanding, and then committing. Committing, I, I think is a good word for it. Committing, yep. Yeah, you have to put all feet in, you know, both those feet need to be in. And when you do that, you'll be amazed at what, comes of it and exactly. how quickly you can move forward. And so, you know, that's maximizing really, really, you got to put both feet in minimizing. Well, you know, we don't need to be running around in circles. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. that's what I did with the book. You know, I, I tried to set that book up with all the resources, all the information so that people could maximize Minimize and then prioritize. So minimizing the effort, the amount of time that you have to put forth in in looking for resources, in trying to figure things out. You know, again, I always tell people a good coach is worth every penny that you pay. Um, Look at all the money that you pay out to professionals that have not helped. You know, helped get you where you need to go. When you find one that can help you, realize that you're not just paying. The hourly wage you're paying for their experience for all of their years of experience for how much they're going to be able to uh, lessen your load, you know, how they're going to be able to help you learn from their lessons. So, they're going to save you a lot of time and they're going to minimize your efforts in a huge way. So, value that, value exactly. that, prioritize. You know, we all have to learn to prioritize. And in this world that we're in today, it is so, so easy you know to just th- to have so many things going on it's hard to stay focused and especially if you're ill i know when i was dealing with foggy brain and all these things and especially when i was on medications my brain did not function well and so prioritizing anything was difficult for me at that time and focusing on anything was very difficult so i had to come up with a system you know i did a file system basically so that when I couldn't remember all this stuff that I had spent hours and days and weeks on, you know, learning, when I couldn't remember it or recall certain things, I knew I could go to this file system and I could find it. So, again, prioritizing is, okay, so wherever you're at in your journey, whether you're in a situation with, with like, what I was, you know, or you're in a situation where you're kind of halfway there, you just, you just feel like crap all the time, and you know you've got some things going on, but you're functioning, you know, for the most part. Or if you're in a position where you want to prevent, you know, prevent this kind of stuff. Well, whatever your situation is, you need to realize, you know, what your priorities are. And I think the biggest thing that we have to prioritize is ourselves. You know, I grew up thinking that that was selfish. That, you know, you don't prioritize yourself over other people. And I know a lot of women are raised that way. You know, yeah. you're taught to... You know, you got to prioritize your family. you got to prioritize everybody else. And then if there's anything left over, then you can give it to yourself. And that is so, so wrong. We cannot help other people if we're not there. You know, if, if we're not able to function well, then how are we going to help other people? How are we going to be there for our family? You know, are we going to be yelling at our kids? Are we going to be in bad moods all the time? Well, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to prioritize ourselves. We have to prioritize yeah. our health. And again, you know, 70, 80 years ago, that might've been something that people didn't have to think so much about. But today, you know, we're in a situation where we live in this environmentally strange world.
1: <laughs> it's- exactly. Exactly. I mean, so- we live in a strange world and it's, and it's sad that the food industry is and also the physician industry. Yeah. Our healthcare system is broken. A lot of us, I know myself, just take the take the RX, go get it filled, and take the pill, and you feel fine. But you don't realize what it's doing inside, so yeah. it's too late. Yeah. So, Tara, Tara, there's a reason this book has been... On three of Amazon's top 100 lists every day since it was published in October of 2014. Where can people find this book, The 180 Degree Wellness Revolution?
0: It's available on Amazon.com. It's in Kindle format and it's in print. Uh, I'm going to be in 2017. I will look at doing an audio version of it, but it's also the I enabled the Kindle to be able to read it to you. So if, if anyone, you know, needs that
1: Oh, that's of, awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so you can have it read to you on okay. the Kindle. So it's available on Amazon. I guess that's probably the most available. I think it's on Barnes and Noble. It's on a bunch of other ones too, but Okay. Amazon, Amazon's a- Yeah, that's probably the easiest place most yep. people get it from.
1: And tell me where they can find you, uh, Cultivating Health is the name of your company.
0: Yes. The website is www.cultivatinghealth org, And okay. that's where you can find me. And I've got Facebook. Um, there's Cultivating Health on Facebook. And you'll see my book on there because I think somebody told me there's another Cultivating Health, and sometimes people get confused. But if you look mm. on there, you'll see um, the Cultivating Health logo. And then when you get to the page, you'll see my book on the right-hand corner of the banner.
1: Okay. And, and I'll put I'll put all this in the show notes so you don't have to worry about it.
0: Okay. And yep. you can also find me on Twitter. So what is that little at? and then Tara yes. Gessling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but at Tara Gessling. Okay. So I'm on Twitter and I also have an Instagram which is also Tara Guessling. and Pinterest. I'm also on Snapchat.
1: Pinterest. You're on Snapchat? No,
0: yes. not on Snapchat. Yeah, I'm not doing Snapchat. I'm on Pinterest and I've actually got some really good recipes and stuff if people are interested in on finding on
1: Pinterest. Okay, good.
0: Yeah, it's cultivating, let's see, cultivate health.
1: Cultivate health on Pinterest.
0: Yeah. And if they go on okay. my website all of that's on there.
1: Okay, good. Good. Awesome. Tara, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day today. It amazes me. This book is amazing, easy to read, and it has steps to get to release all these issues. So, Thank you. Yep. Thank you so much, Tara. Have a good day. You
0: too. All
1: right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining in today with the Rebel Health Coach, Tom Underwood. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you can catch all the episodes. With desire and commitment, you can implement a lifestyle of wellness and fitness. For the support, encouragement, and tools you need to be successful, visit TomUnderwood.net. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. Please go to my website, TomUnderwood.net. That's T-H-O-M-Underwood.net. And grab yourself a copy of my free ebook, 11 Surprisingly Easy Changes to Be Your Best Self. It's under the freebies tab at the top of the page. This will also sign you up for my monthly newsletter. And I promise not to blast you with endless BS emails. Also, if you'd like to book a one-hour consultation with me, at the bottom of the homepage, just click on the button schedule a free one-hour consultation. And if you really enjoyed this show, please go to iTunes and rate the show and leave me a comment. Have a blessed day.